Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 419. We've got a great guest. We've got Joe Casa Bona joining us. Um, Joe, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, so my name is Joe Casabona. I am a developer, educator, and podcaster. Uh, that is the order in which I started doing those things. Uh, the order in which I do them most often now is probably educator, podcaster, developer, though. That's great. And we're going to be talking about um, Joe's recently um, published um, some really interesting stuff about Learn Dash. He also um, developed some of the um, videos in the support section of Learn Dash. So he loves, and also he's big into education. So I thought we could cover some really interesting areas in this interview and i've got my great co-host with me adrian adrian would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers hi everyone my name is adrian i'm the ceo and founder of groundhog we produce marketing automation and sales tools for businesses that use wordpress and i'm the founder of wp tonic if you're looking for a partner to help you with your wordpress membership or learning management system um, we're the people that can help you either hosting it custom development, whatever your requirements are. So um, before going into the main part of the interview, I'd like just to quickly mention something about our great sponsor, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting only hosts WordPress websites. If you've got a membership website, WooCommerce, learning management system, and you need a quality hosting provider, Kinsta provides everything that you would want. If you're for your clients or you're, if you are a power user, they provide all the latest um, um, technology, staging site, latest version of PHP, one-click backup. And the two main things that you get by going to Kinsta is fundamentally they use Google um, Cloud technology. So the actual hosting is superb. And the other main thing is you get some of the best support in the market at the present moment. They really know what they're talking about. Their support team, they're friendly, approachable, and very knowledgeable. So if that sounds interesting for yourself or for your clients, go over to Kinsta, have a look at their packages. And if you do sign up, mention that you heard um, them from listening to the WP Tonic podcast. So, um, Joe, um, let's start with um, let's start with Learn Dash 3.0. You know, you, you've produced a lot of content about that. What do you think are some of them? most exciting things that you found in this um, sizable update of one of the most popular learning management plugins on the market at the present moment? The, the most exciting thing for me was focus mode. So uh, Justin, as I was creating these videos, he was sending me the betas, he was highlighting different things, and he was like, by the way, don't tell anybody th about this yet because we're like still working on it. But uh, when he showed me focus mode, I got super excited because it's, um, it's something that I kind of tried to code on my own. Uh, when I say tried to code on my own, I mean, I gave it like a couple of hours and I thought, eh. Um, but the fact that now, like most of the screen is dedicated to the learning experience, um, you know, it kind of takes away all of the 
the extra stuff from the theme and it gives you a pretty blank page that gives you the course navigation and a nice big spot for the video. I custom coded um, my own thing with ACF to give a nice big spot to the video. I can now use LearnDash's native functionality. So I think that's great. Um, the thing that most people are probably excited about is the updated course builder. Uh, it's a lot easier to uh, create course outlines, add that content. It's a lot prettier now. Uh, and, and it's just going to, it's going to make creating larger courses, especially a lot easier. Yeah, I also thought the uh, basic improvement in basic UX design, obviously they utilize the service of 10up and I, they're based in to some degree in Sacramento, even though they're um, a distributed company. Um, I thought, you know, we're partnering with 10up. They did an excellent job on the UX design. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's always good to see a big design overhaul that doesn't put the user back at square one as far as using the UX, um, or as far as the UX goes, I should say. Uh, so the fact that they were able to redesign and, and really improve the user experience and the user interface uh, is nice because you still have the, intuitive, the, the intuitiveness of the WordPress dashboard, but it's a lot prettier. You can find things, I think, a lot easier now. The first time I opened the beta, I wasn't like, I don't know where anything is. I was like, oh, everything is a lot more easier to find. That's great. Over to you, Adrian. So for someone looking to start putting together their, their website, their course, how, where would you rank LearnDash in terms of the, the, the LMS, all the LMS tools that are currently out there? If, if someone was going and looking for, you know, the comparison between value, cost, features, et cetera, where does LearnDash currently rank in the overall rankings for you? As far as value versus cost in the, in the plugin space, I think that LearnDash delivers the best value. Uh, they are at the risk of raising the price on me. They are like stupidly cheap for what they offer. Um, now, kind of the, the difference between that and, and something like there, I think the other bigger competitor is Lifter. Um, is Lifter, you pay a higher price tag, but everything kind of comes included. Um, with LearnDash, you pay the base price and then you, if you want like kind of specific niche features, you need to hunt and peck for them. Um, if somebody were to ask me today, hey, I want to start selling an online course, what should I use? I usually give one of two options. LearnDash with WordPress is one if you want complete control and other features and a separate store and whatever. Um, LearnDash is it. If you just want to build content uh, and then put that content somewhere to be able to sell it, I recommend Teachable, which is a hosted solution. Um, but that's like, if you don't want to worry about managing your website, if you just want to pay like a, like a month, I think it's like 39 bucks a month to sell your online courses and really focus on the content, um, teachable.com is, I think, the best out there. Good. I think that's useful. Jonathan? Well, so, you know, it's a conversation I have regularly when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts. They ask me, you know, what are the benefits of WordPress um, to things like Teachable or Kajabi. And I say there's two things. You know, one is the difference between owning your own property and leasing an uh, apartment. At certain stages, leasing is a good idea. But fundamentally, most people, if they can, would like to own their property. And the second thing is SEO, search engine optimization. I still can't 
I still believe that WordPress over um, hosted solutions has a sizable um, benefit when it comes to search engine optimization. Would you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, definitely. Um, because you're like, I mean, you're locked into a very specific format with some of these other hosted solutions. Um, so I'm not an SEO expert, but I know that you can control a lot more of the content and, um, and you have more tools available to you for improving SEO. Um, and if there's something wrong with like the HTML, uh, you can fix that on WordPress. You can't fix that on, on a hosted solution. If if someone were to um, uh, if, if, again, if someone were looking to to start up and they were choosing kind of between Teachable and then the WordPress solution, what would someone be able to expect if they're listening to this right now in terms of like a learning curve of being able to actually take whatever content they have at the moment and 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 put it up? Should if they're going for WordPress, should they be looking to just hire someone to take care of it for them? Is it something that they can do it themselves, or are they are they going to go towards the Teachable if that's fully DIY? What would you recommend for someone who wants to pursue that? That's a fantastic question. Um, and a lot of my kind of consulting clients are people who are get, trying to get set up on WordPress and some other thing, LearnDash or WooCommerce. And they're not, they're not fully um, familiar with the landscape, right? Or you don't think of certain things. Like I want to sell, um, sell courses, but it's telling me I need SSL. Like what's SSL? I don't know what that is. Uh, so it's... If you want to do it yourself on WordPress, I think there's a lot of great resources out there to help you. Um, you know, I that's kind of the the niche that I'm in right now is help site builders build their sites without code. Um, but again, if it's like if it's I have this content, I want to get it up as quickly as possible. Especially if it's like I want a proof of concept and see if this is viable. A hosted solution is better for that because you're not sinking so much time into buying the hosting and setting up WordPress. And, and, and so um, you can always move it later, which is nice. But I mean, the other thing that you need to think about with, um, with LearnDash or any self-hosted LMS is where am I going to put the videos? You, if you're selling them, YouTube is going to put them up there for free. Vimeo Pro is probably what I would recommend for like $2.99 a year. You can lock them down to a domain. Um, but that's that's another aspect that you would need to think about if you're self-hosting versus going the the hosted option. Um, so maybe the hosted option is good to kind of find your sea legs, understand what's involved, and then you could always move to a a self-hosted uh, option. Based on your experience, what would someone expect as a starter to be, have invested into a WordPress solution versus a SaaS solution? Uh, this is a great question, and I gave a talk on this about a year ago. Um, and if you're looking at really good hosting, um, I won't name names because you, uh, you have a host that is uh, <laughs> the sponsor. Please feel free. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, I host on on Liquid Web, um, but I'll, you know, there's. I'll, I'll forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, um, if you really good hosting is going to be your biggest cost if you're using LearnDash. Um, and that could cost you 25 bucks a month. It could cost you 100 bucks a month. Whatever it costs you, that's going to be your biggest expense. Um, LearnDash is like uh, maybe $200 a year, $159 a year for a single site, something like that. Um, and then uh, Vimeo Pro is, I think, $199 or $299 a year, depending on what you get. So uh, those, those three, I think, are going to be the biggest costs 
you're probably looking at between a thousand and thirteen hundred bucks a year for right. a a learn dash a learn dash site. But the which, trade-off is that you get to own all the content rather than yeah, and you get to add more features, right? Like right. I have a forum um, on my site that I wouldn't necessarily have if I went to Teachable, or I could sell physical products on my site if I want to because I'm using WooCommerce. And the biggest thing that I just rolled out is memberships. Teachable does not do memberships or recurring payments particularly well. Teachable does sell this course for one price, one time, really well. So if you want a recurring course or a membership, already you're, you've outgrown uh, Teachable. Right. So you just got uh, maybe the initial starting investment is a little bit more, but options for scaling long-term are just significantly improved. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you're selling a course for $49.99, you're going to make that cost back pretty quickly. Oh, that's great. I think we're going to go for our break, folks. When we come back, I'm going to ask um, Joe some questions about um, education in general and how it views online education. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a bit of a feast about Learn Dash. Joe's a really fascinating character. He's got many hats and he's very proficient in all of them, which is unusual. And he's friendly as well. Um, so, You're Joe. Make me blush over here. Yeah, there's no <laughs> high praise. Um, I've had a good day so far. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, it's going to get worse, I feel. No, I've just got a lot of stuff to get through. Um, so, Joe, like I said, you know, you're a man of many um, hats. Um, you're wearing a hat now, but you are a man of many hats. Um, so you're a professor. You're deeply involved in education. How how do you think establish education um, like universities, colleges? How do you think they are viewing online education you know we've been talking about learn dash a lot but it's it's, a, it's used a lot by universities as well how are universities seeing online education in general i think so my my view um might be like a couple of years old at this point when i was full time at the university of scranton i sat on the staff council right it's like the student government version for staff and we started talking about um, massive, on, massive open online communities or something like that, like online courses, uh, massive open online courses. Um, and I asked... That is a mouthful, isn't it? Yes, yes. They said MOOC, and I'm from New York. I'm like a New York Italian, and that is a completely different word for me. Like, it was like a derogatory. I was like, did I hear that right? Um, but in the, in the staff council meeting, I asked. It was my first one. I was like, I'm going to keep my head down. And then this came up and I'm like, well, here we go. Um, 
I asked what they thought of online courses and how that changing landscape is going to affect the university moving forward. And I got some pushback and I said, well, you know, it's not, they're not as good as, as getting an in-person education and we're not worried about it at all. Uh, And you see higher education institutions supplementing uh, their, their on-campus classes with online courses, but uh, I don't know how many higher ed institutions right now are fully embracing it. Um, and that's, I think, at least in the United States, there is a, uh, I think probably college is going to be the next big bubble to burst. I'm not an economist, but we've seen the housing bubble. We've seen the bank, the dot-com, and the the continually inflating cost of, of higher education Uh, is starting to see some backlash. People are saying, you don't really need to go to college. Go to a trade school if you want to learn a skill. You can learn certain things online and get certified and then just prove that you know what you're doing through your work. And so I think if higher ed institutions don't start embracing online courses and online learning seriously, um, they're going to to have some problems uh, that they need to face, right? Because, you know, with enrollment and things like that. Yeah, before I throw it over to Adrian, I've just got a quick supplemental question. Do you think this was partly due that it was seen as a way of cutting costs? And so it was a bit of a Cinderella um, thing. It was seen as a way of cutting costs and they just didn't realise or didn't care. This is a sweeping statement that doesn't apply to all colleges and higher education institutions, but... I, I felt it was seen as a cut-costing mechanism. They could get a lot of um, people into online course, cut the costs, and they weren't prepared to spend the time and effort that it requires to build a really effective online course. Would you agree with some of those statements? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I taught an online course at the University of Scranton for a while in health informatics, which kind of combines computer science and nursing, uh, or the health field in general. and there were no videos. I just kind of, we wrote lessons and they had a book and it was basically like, read the book and if you have any questions, do the assignments. Um, But those students needed a lot of, um, I don't want to say hand-holding. I don't think that's the right word, but they they were health professionals who were learning Python code for the first time in eight weeks without proper instruction. I was just like, here, you read about this and then learn Python. They're like, I'm really lost. And I'm like, yeah. Um, I provided that feedback and they were like, well, you know, it would cost a lot to update the course and this and that. And I'm like, sure. Um, we got we to gotta keep the bottom line right where we want it. So I, I, think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. Um, it really upset me because I, I want to be a good teacher and I feel I wasn't enabled to deliver um, the appropriate a uh, type of education that the students needed me to. Right, that's great. Over to you, Adrian. So as Jonathan was talking about earlier, you are indeed a man of many hats. And one of those hats you wear is a podcasting hat. You uh, do several podcasts, of which I was on one of them, actually. Uh, How I Built It, I believe was the name. That and, is correct. Logo right and, here. <laughs> brilliant. Um, and you've also just gone ahead and you've actually launched uh, uh, a soft launch your course, and we were talking a little bit about that. It's cor- uh, Course Creator 2.0. Do I have that right? Uh, CreatorCourses.com. Crea- yep. Creator is, Courses. Is, uh, 2.0. Yeah. Yep. We yep. got it backwards. Uh, <laughs> I digress. But 
uh, we were talking a little bit about this before the show started, and I and I was curious to know how you used podcasting as an authority and and took your audience from that and transferred them into an actual course that you designed and are now selling. Do you have any strategies that you can share or a plan? Uh, I think you mentioned that how how does one who goes on podcasts and they share their content and but they don't do a whole ton of self promotion, right? But how do they transfer that authority from listeners into customers? Yeah, that's a fantastic question because um, especially for people who want to get into podcasting, like launching your podcast is the next major course I'm working on, both as a standalone course and part of the membership. Is um, people think the only way to make money on podcasts is sponsorship, right? But about a year ago, I came to the realization that uh, my the biggest audience that I have is through my podcast, and I am not doing anything with that audience. Um, I'm just like, hey, thanks for listening. Have a great day. So uh, over the last year or so, I've been toying with different ways to um, uh, connect more with that audience, right? Not take advantage. That was the first term I thought of, but it's not that. It's I want to engage with them more. Uh, So I started asking them, you know, rate and review the show, share the show, reach out on Twitter, things like that. Uh, And when I launched the memberships, my how the how I built it audience is I think a very good fit for the memberships I'm launching because they are business owners, they are developers, they want to learn how to do specific things or start offering the things that I'm I'm teaching to their clients, right? Um, so I've I've kind of developed a plan for the podcast where uh, I'm going to really push my newsletter as the call to action at the end of episodes. I'm going to start. Uh, Doing more episodes that are solo. Um, so you know, right now it's all interviews all the time. I'm going to take on more of a like Pat Flynn or Amy Porterfield approach, where I still do interviews, but sometimes I do like these talking head um, uh, podcasts where I talk through, you know, how I built Creator uh, Creator Courses 2.0. That's one of the episodes that I released as a bonus. I'm going to start integrating that into the regular feed. And so I'm going to start providing more specific value related to my courses. I'm going to launch guests um, or I'm going to have guests that kind of focus on topic areas that I'm also teaching. And then the call to action at the end will be like, hey, if you want to learn more, go to howibuilt.it slash newsletter or whatever it's going to be um, and get more great information in your inbox or get this, these free five tools to build websites faster or, or and just kind of get them into the funnel and get them more integrated with everything I'm doing because they like the content I'm putting out and I think I can probably, I'm well positioned to help them really well. So really it's about transferring, uh, so so really putting in a call to action into the audio. Say, hey, listen, I all, did you know that we have... Uh, X service or X newsletter, if you sign up, here are the things that you're going to get. You're going to get your notifications. You're going to get this free white paper thing that's going to show you here are the tools that you're going to need in order to build a course. All right. So build the list. The money's in the list, as, as they say. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like, especially when you're selling digital products like courses, people need to do three things. They need to know you, they need to like you, and they need to trust you. My podcast listeners, the one who come back week, the ones who come back week after week, the ones who stay all the way to the end and don't just drop off after like the second sponsor read, uh, those are the ones who know, like, and trust me the best. So, um, you know, I want to I wanna provide even more value for them. Right. Thank you for that. Jonathan? Yeah. Um, I was wondering, 
you know, we discuss Teachable, we discuss WordPress. What's something like Kajabi, where they're trying to offer literally everything in one one system? You know, they, that's their big selling point. But to me, I don't know, I sense that there's always a kind of tipping point between, you know, and then you've got something like Learn Dash, where a lot of the functionality, like you said, you have to find it through third-party um, add-ons or um, other plug-in systems. But then you've got something like Kajabi, where the, the, it's, the, it's the Swiss knife, you know, approach. But the problem with Swiss knives, it, I always feel you get to a certain level where the quality diminishes and the return from having everything in one place um, isn't as effective have you observed that yourself and that's something you've been thinking yourself? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, in my last mastermind group, I actually said of myself, I like, I need to scale back and do less because I'm too divided. I'm not focusing on, I think the right areas, right? You know, I'm sure we're all the same. We get an idea. We want to run with it. Um, but uh, you know, the, they say Jack of all trades, master of none, right? If, if you're uh, focused on so many things and you're kind of, building a little bit here, a little bit there, you're not really focusing really well on one thing. Um, I think a good case study of that is 37 Signals, now Basecamp, right? They, um, they offered, I think, four or five prod- products. They seemingly did all of them really well. Um, and then they decided, you know what? We don't, we don't do live chat apps particularly well, or we don't do CRMs particularly well. We do project management extremely well. So not only are we going to sell off all of the products that aren't our project management product, we're going to rename our company to the name of that product. So um, I think that if you're, if you're looking for like a masterclass on niching down and focusing really well, Basecamp is, is a good place to look. Oh, I think that was a fantastic example. We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show, folks. But Joe's hopefully going to stay on, or he's going to stay on, and we're going to we've got some bonus content um, where we'll be discussing some other things around learning management systems. But I'm probably going to ask him what he learned from building his own membership sites and he kind of tips or observations he'd like to share that would help you in your own journey. So like I say, we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Joe, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, uh, if you want to learn about my, uh, my online courses, you can head over to creatorcourses.com. My podcast is at howibuilt.it and I am on most social networks, most notably Twitter, uh, at jcasabona. Oh, and you have to come back on the show. I've really enjoyed it our interview. Adrian, um, how can people find out more about you and Groundhog? So if you're looking to uh, turn WordPress into a transactional email marketing and CRM solution, then we offer all the marketing and sales tools that you need to do that for absolutely free. You can head on over to groundhog.io. That's Groundhog spelled with two Gs at the end in order to download our free WordPress plugin and be able to build your list because the money's in the list, uh, build funnels, marketing automation, and be able to communicate with your subscribers. That's great. And if you really want to support the show, give us a a review on iTunes. It really does help the show. And also, if you want to see the shows, um, listen and see the shows the earliest, um, join the WP Tonic uh, YouTube channel because I normally publish the shows there the earliest. And our membership subscription has increased quite dramatically on our 
channel, which is great news as well. We'll be back next week with another expert giving you insights to help you grow your online educational business. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.